0: Welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. It's the fastest growing conservative, evangelical, charismatic Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. And to prove it, I'm joined today by a new guest, Adam Bright. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, Adam, you joined the church recently and. Uh, it feels to me like I've known you for, for, for years, because I think that's one of the weird things about being a pastor, but uh, some folks will know you from, from men's group and adult forum and church. Uh, probably know your wife, Nicole, as well, from, from uh, Mops, which Mops, she yep. she now seems to be
1: running. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> is that what you guys do? <laughs> well, she, she doesn't appreciate the leadership skills she does have, so. Yeah, I know. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> but, they, they, um. I just met with with the leaders of the Mothers of Preschoolers a couple of weeks ago and they were really loving having her there. We're loving having you in the church as well. Um, But not everyone knows you yet because I guess you joined in the the, the melee of the summer with lots of other people. And um, maybe you could tell us a bit about yourself and how you found us and
1: why you're here. (laughs) Yeah. um, So uh, my wife... uh and I and and our three sons, uh, Colin, Ruben, and Evan, um, we had been going to North Park Church yeah. over in Wexford, Pennsylvania, and <laughs> it kind of got to a point where we wanted to be more active and more engaged in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was an elder over there, and yeah. it, it it just every time we we wanted to do something else, it, we were just like, oh, this is this is a forty minute time commitment to it's kind so of feel twenty yeah. minutes one way, and so um and then we just happened to be looking around and mm. and i i don't know why this didn't come up on our radar sooner but just, we hadn't paid google that's yet that's true there, to, there you go the AdWords. So. that was that was why <laughs> right the um, pandemic was great <laughs> we learned a lot yes um but yeah and and so we we i i checked it out um yeah checked out Christchurch. uh Service was solid and and appreciated uh, just the preaching and, and everything I'd, I'd seen. Uh, went to a men's group mm. um, and enjoyed that there. Um, that wasn't the one where my
0: nephew um, passed out from smoking a cigar, was it? Uh, that was that would have put
1: you off. Well, my first men's group was in December, so I, I was still we were I was treading water there a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. just kind of we yeah. poked in kind of once a month and then. Yeah. Um, being an elder, I kind of had to formally make Exit. my departure. We'd been in North Park for twelve years. Yeah, and uh, it's and, a great so church. It, well it, known, it is a great it? church, and, and it was nothing yeah. bad for them. It just it was just the yeah. Christ, the Church Universal, um, and yeah. so the, somewhere closer that we can kind of get our kids more engaged yeah. and have them invite their kid their friends from school. Uh, yeah, I think that's like the great a thing. Opportunity. We yeah. actually
0: we pass your house um, when we take the kids to. DMS, right? It's, uh, and I think there's a couple of other members of the church live basically the other end of the same street. So that's just a nice thing. When you see people, you know,
1: yes. So,
0: well, that, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I think you've got some, some teaching background as well in, in terms of, uh, leading in the church and an elder in, in your previous church would be a little different functionally from say a vestry member here.
1: Yes. Uh, the elder, and the Presbyterian Church is, is much more concerned with the spiritual direction. Right. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I also taught some adult Sunday school classes mm, uh, mm. And, and enjoyed that. Um, taught some a class on fear. Um, That's interesting. And, and a class uh, on how to just have good conversations because we seem to have
0: Lost, lost, lost that ability in general, so. And you think that's connected to just throwing insults at each other in 120 characters or less? Quite possibly.
1: I mean, it's possibly that, but I, I just think we, we've become so entrenched in our, our own little tribes, and, and mm. just so. Mm. Uh, and so I, I fight against that by saying, "Well, yeah. I believe in the Church Universal, and so yeah. going from Presbyterian to Anglican, I, I don't have an issue with that." Uh, if, no, if I don't. I fast Jesus is Lord, then. That's it. I'm there. So. Yeah.
0: And we've said the same thing many, many times. And, uh, you know, Anglicans are, are pretty obscure in America. Globally, we're huge. The, I think it's the biggest Protestant denomination in the world. But but locally, you know, we're a nobody. And um, when we say the creed, we believe in the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, little c. We we mean universal. Right. So uh, we're actually also going to do a little bit of a Bible study uh, as usual but it's fun just to get to know you, and, um, and also I think you're encouraging other people to come and do the same thing by just being here. Do you think you'd mind just reading a passage for us? It's, it's uh, 32.
1: Yeah, I can read that. Thanks. Um, As they were going away, behold, a demon-oppressed man, who was mute, was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke. And the crowds marveled, saying, Never has anything like this been seen in Israel but the Pharisees said, "He casts out demons by the prince of demons." Yeah, thank you. It's
0: it's one of those ones where um, I guess as he as they were going away, it seems to be very linked in time to the previous one, like right there. Now, I know that sometimes, you know, Mark, for instance, says immediately, and you're not quite sure whether he means immediately or if that's just a grammatical device to mean next.
1: Right, and, and this one definitely flows directly from healing of the two blind men right. just before. Right. I thought it was interesting in a couple of different translations that I was looking at this mm-hmm. passage, mm-hmm. They, they jump back and forth between demon-oppressed and demon-possessed. Um, that is
0: interesting, isn't it? Um, and, and in modern English, we make a distinction, um, a pastoral distinction between possession and oppression. Um, and I would say... Possession is that thing where a demon resides within you and has you. Um, and oppression is that thing where a demon menaces you from outside. Uh, and I would say if you're in Christ, if you're a Christian, you, you're possessed by the Holy Spirit. So you're not going to be possessed by an evil one at the same time. That's not going to happen.
1: Which is a, a very good <laughs> news, uh, especially uh, another yeah. passage that links closely is Luke 11. right? Um, and Jesus goes... Uh, after he responds to the Pharisees, he also talks about kind of a, people being possessed. Mm. And then once the demon leaves, it comes back with a multitude, the kind yeah. of legion uh, yeah. that we heard earlier. Um, and, and the man is even worse off. and Right. And so, yeah, something has to fill that void. Um, yeah, yeah. So you, to be filled by the Spirit, I mean, you, you're truly blessed. But if you don't have the Spirit, you are open and vulnerable to, to these demonic worse. forces. Something yeah. even worse, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like cleaning a
0: house, I think Jesus says. Right, cleaning a house, yes. So, you know, you clean the house of this this foul spirit, made the place really nice, got some new kind of throw cushions and, you know, set the table. And you there's no one there. So he brings all of his friends and they come back heavier-handed. Uh, this um it is one of those funny words. It's it's um uh it, it it just means demonized uh in in Greek. And uh it's it's in the middle voice, which is this really odd thing to kind of wrap your head around so you know an active thing that's kind of done to you uh, uh, sorry a passive thing that's done to you an active thing done by you those are the kind of obvious ones to get your head around I threw the ball uh, someone threw the ball at me uh, the middle voice is between those things and the idea is that it's sort of um done to you and you're somehow sort of maybe a bit complicit in that it's a very unusual and slightly rare way of putting things um And so here, there's just a kind of slightly odd hint as well that this thing has thoroughly got a hold of him. I think that's what the middle voice might be doing. Um, It's got the hold of him and he's participating in the having a holdness somehow. It's a very odd way of putting it. Oh, okay. Um, So, so you would go more with the, Possession. I am going with possession because okay. because of the fact that it's demonized in the middle voice. Yeah. Um, okay. But there's a there's a just a a little bit of a whiff about how that maybe um
1: really affects the way he lives. Um, well, but but we don't even get anything from Jesus or, or anything from the man mm-hmm. about his sins being an issue. I mean, earlier right miracles, Jesus says, "Oh, your sins are forgiven." Yeah. Because that seems to be the real issue yeah, at yeah. at heart, and and then he f- heals the physical ailments. Right. Um, but we get I, this. this <laughs> you were talking about uh, several, yes, of these stories. People get kind of identified purely by their condition. Yeah, yeah. This story, it doesn't even seem like the point is no, he's the person ad- being healed. He's identified by his possession. It's possession, yeah. and then he gets healed, and then we move on to the Pharisees. Yeah, I, so I not sure what what Matthew's trying to get out but it seems like he's more trying to point at the cognitive dissonance kind mm-hmm. of the pharisees are having by clearly they're yeah. seeing all these miracles that Jesus is doing right they they are in a position where they have to know where Jesus came from mm-hmm. they know the prophetic scriptures he's fulfilling all of these yeah knocking them down one by one and, and yet right. they 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 entrenched themselves in this idea that just oh well no it he can't be, he can't be the savior. Yeah. He, he's, he's rocking the boat too much. So isn't it, he can't be. it not it
0: extraordinary? <laughs> so. I mean, I think the, the, um, the fact that these things don't really follow a pattern is helpful, uh, to, to reveal who Jesus really is. So like, you know, like you just said that there's a case where, okay, sin is the issue, but then, then in, in John's gospel where there's a, there's a, I think a blind man and, um, the disciples say who sinned to, to cause this is it him or his family. And Jesus Jesus just sort of leaves it hanging with the implication that no one did it just happened, I mean, the world did, Right. but no one immediately, you know, robbed a bank and therefore went blind. Um,
1: we all want this idea that like we have caused this issue, right, right, right. and so we can solve it. But but sin yeah. is unfortunately this evil thing that we cannot, right, we cannot do this on our own. We it's cannot not, solve that problem. It's not calmer. without divine intervention. So.
0: Right, right. And then you get, you know, sometimes he touches, sometimes he doesn't even go there. Um, and then you get, so you get a variety of, of conditions caused by a variety of things and healed in a variety of ways. There's really very few patterns, I think almost de- deliberately.
1: Well, you do get his, I mean, it says he the mute was brought to him and, and you don't even get any kind of faith of his friends yeah aspects it just we just kind of breeze right through this and yeah it almost seems like Jesus mentions um how can we he's being accosted his him and his disciples are being accosted for eating on the sabbath oh yeah and 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 he's like well how can we not eat when when the bridegroom is here Mm. um and the kingdom of god is near like yeah. why why would so this is just coming kind of a common common story like okay yeah we do miracles that that's what we do in yeah. this time of jesus
0: to so sheer volume and variety i think start to build up a a, a crisis for the pharisees uh right because c- uh we would, you know we were just saying before i think we hit record that uh the pharisees don't deny it happened
1: they seem to have seen it with their eyes right there, then and right. there. Um, they seem to have been present in the room right there. So the witness is a fact uh, to the veracity of the healing itself.
0: They they corroborate the fact that he really did it, uh, and and they're competent to do that because they were there. But I think then what's fascinating about the Pharisees is they they then start to go um, into a frolic of their own and and postulate a thesis as to how he does it. So, and I'm not sure they're competent to do that. I mean, they're welcome to their opinion, but they're not experts on how he does it.
1: But but, but they've done enough study. They've done ah. enough research right. to think, well, I clearly we, we, we know enough that we can figure this out. Okay. So maybe um, they
0: are expert witnesses then. I, I mean,
1: I think they are. I think that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, okay. that's why we approach Jesus as a child mm. to just say... Because there is some mystery, like Jesus leaves some of these questions hanging, and and so we kind of have to approach it. It's like, well, I we can understand some of this. Like he, right. it gives us some insight sometimes. Okay, but I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write back to say, then. You yeah. can the point. Okay, then there, well, I just there, think there is weaknesses. some mystery. Yeah. yeah. No, interesting.
0: Um, so then, knowledge of an and expectancy and um, and preconceived ideas and and all our expertise has actually um, clouded them a little bit.
1: I, and I think. That that's the challenge for you and I and a lot of people Ooh. in Fox Chapel is just we we make are able to make it on our own mm. so often and say oh well <laughs> I've got that this, this problem that's all mine we don't need God for this one and it's just like no yeah, we need your is better every than mine. minute that really preaches every day mm-hmm. so
0: yeah that's great that's actually really helpful so the Pharisees. Uh, postulate an idea well okay so the demon oppress, the demon oppressed man he's mute uh the, the demon is, is manifesting in in this man's inability to speak um evil does manifest and uh, a spiritual thing shows itself in a physical way uh when the demon had been cast out so it was in there the mute man spoke and that's proving immediately obviously that the root cause of his of his condition was demonic in other cases there's no reference to demons and you know Banged your head? Who knows? Um, and the crowds marvelled, which is great. That this is there's a lot of people watching it. Uh, never was anything like this seen in Israel, which is really, really fascinating. It's it's uh, unprecedented. But well, go on.
1: Yeah, you see in other stories, there's a sense that there is Satan does work and kind of performed some stunts and miracles yeah. in other places. Right. And so, but demon possession and mm-hmm. in the other sections that seem very similar to this story. Yeah. I mean, Jesus goes into, well, <laughs> why would I be from Beelzebub and mm. a house divided amongst itself cannot stand. Right. So,
0: Well, maybe we can jump to, to Matthew 12 in a sec. Um, you know, because uh, is that what you're referencing? Uh, was Matthew Luke? 12, yeah. Luke
1: 11, yeah. I mean, they're very similar, so. Okay,
0: well then we'll jump to that in a second. Um, I, I would just allude to the other reading from the day, which is Isaiah 35, and Isaiah promises that uh, the Messiah will come to give sight to the blind and, and uh, enable the deaf to hear and the mute to speak and the lame to leap and all these things. So the, the Messiah was going to, go through a list of ailments like a bingo card and just check them off. You know, ding, 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 ding. And here's Jesus, you know, as they were going away, ding, 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 just in a row dealing with paralysis, blindness, deafness, uh, inability to speak, those things. Ding, 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 ding. So we're set up to understand who he is if we know our scripture. Um, The Pharisees know it very well, but they reach an alternative conclusion. And they say this, he casts out demons, so they're corroborating the exorcism, by the power, or by the prince of demons. So in other words, they're saying that he he either is Satan, or he has access to the powers of Satan, and Satan's the kind of demon boss, so he's doing some kind of trick maybe and, and filling people with demons and taking them out again to mislead them. It's all part of a bigger
1: ruse. I I mean, I I can see how that, that might be appealing if you truly want to deny Christ, Jesus divinity.
0: Right. Um, Satan put a
1: demon in there just so that Satan could take the demon
0: away again and tell everybody, look, Jesus really is the Messiah. Follow him. And unbeknownst to them, they're actually following Satan.
1: Right here, look at these stunts and tracks going over on over here, and don't worry about the background of, of what we're really trying to enact here. So, yeah, it seems yeah. like a, a weird way to put on. I mean, a strange way to put on a ruse, but and and the
0: Pharisees, as, as authoritative teachers, are in danger of being believed. People might listen to that.
1: Well, it's just a stark contrast, though, because I mean, the crowds marveled, saying, "Never mm-hmm. has anything like this seen in Israel," mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm sure that I mean, obviously, we don't get the personal voices of everyone in the crowd, but you, you get the sense of the the masses there yeah. are saying, "Oh, well, pff, wow, this is this is really amazing." Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate then the Pharisees, the leaders, then put that color like, oh, it's amazing, but but it's from something evil. So so yeah, so stay away. Right, stay <laughs> yeah. away, yeah. Yeah,
0: even though actually Isaiah said that we should expect this.
1: Which the Pharisees knew very well. <laughs>
0: so I guess what they're really saying is that, that Satan's so tricky that actually he's he's doing a string of healings this way. Um so that people would believe he's the messiah, and that and that that's the real essence of the trick is that this is this is a, an intent to not just distract but to to deceive people into following a fake messiah,
1: which I'm sure seems appealing to mm. to the reason at the time, but when when we think about it, it just Satan always presents the image of things looking good. And and working out well, but when you get there, right, it never really is, um, yeah, as good as he makes it out to be.
0: No, I mean, I I guess ultimately what happens is it, it, you end up then like this man, entwined with Satan. Um, which is the irony and of the trick. It, you you raised uh, just before we press record, Matthew, twelve, um. Which, which is interesting to me and, and, and to you, I think, because it looks, Matthew twelve twenty two 22, um, as though it may be a reference to the same exact thing um, or a really similar one. And I've got a couple of commentaries open up on my computer. I've got three in front of me, trusted ones. I can't see any of them say, oh yes, by the way, this is definitely the same thing. But they all seem to be writing as though it's obvious that it is. So... That, that's strange to me because commentaries normally make money out of pointing out the obvious. So I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but um, this this could be the same the same thing picked up again.
1: It is interesting. Matthew seems to note that. It, I mean, it says this. Then a demon oppressed man who was blind and mute mm, that's was brought different. to him. Yeah. I mean, but still brought to him. Yeah. And, and again, the whole healing is is very brief. Yeah. And then we jump straight into. The people are amazed, right? Except here, they, they they call it out even more specifically. Can this be the son of David? Which which would link though with,
0: uh, you know, Matthew. Uh, where were we just now? Nine. 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 Yeah. Yeah. in Matthew nine, uh, it's it says you know they they left there. So where did they leave? They left the healing of the two blind men who just called him son of David. So in Matthew nine, your son of David immediately this next guy comes in and he gets healed as well. So to me, that, that makes it feel like more of a link. Well,
1: and then it it there's a slight difference here because the Pharisees heard it. They said it is only by Beelzebub, the prince mm. of demons. Although there's a, a weird inconsistency here because it says they said, mm. and then later it says Jesus, knowing their thoughts, yeah, he said to them. Right. So so, I, so we've got a bit
0: of additional info here because yeah. our previous passage just kind of... Stopped.
1: <laughs> and um, kind of moved on to the next story, yes. <laughs> and
0: my, my hunch is that, that what Matthew is doing is he's, he's actually using the same account to make two different points in different places. And so this this fits the discourse of, of Matthew 12 to now have uh, Jesus tackle this question of is he really Satan and slash or uh, from Satan, merely putting demons into people and taking them out again to deceive or, or is he, in fact, the promised one from Isaiah, the Messiah, who goes around checking off all of these things in a row? Which is he? Um, and so Jesus speaks, knowing their thoughts, which is something any God can do. Um, and maybe that explains some inconsistency. There's what they say out loud and what they think inside. And now Matthew's picking up on the internal thoughts. Right. Um Okay, so every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and no city or house divided itself will stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? Um, and I think what he's saying is that, that that's just a stupid trick, to put your own forces in a place and then blow them up to confuse people. I know, right. I know, I know the Russians have been doing that, but, <laughs> it's, it's, a, but it's, it's not normally intentional
1: right yeah it it's it's certainly Mm. well and again it goes against everything that satan is about i mean Mm. he would never heal somebody and actually bring them to a benefit yeah um yeah in reality right um no he wouldn't i mean we don't get any stories that like oh they Here's what Satan did, <laughs> right? Here's what Satan did, right? Yeah, that's um, right. We did all this stunts, similar stunts yeah, earlier. So yeah. <laughs> we did
0: a series on the lies of Satan. We've never done the series on the healings of Satan. No, <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think our church would be growing quite so well if we did. So we have uh, this this uh, fascinating moment where uh, Jesus explains this, uh, and then he raises the stakes a little bit, doesn't he? And says um, in verse twenty eight. If it's by the spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So he's saying, let's cut to the chase. Option one, this is an elaborate ruse of Satan, which actually makes no sense, and we've never seen before. Um, Or option two, the reason why I'm checking off all these promises is because the kingdom you've been waiting for has come.
1: And and it's, he's... Pointing to your this heel is a reveal. I mean, this is yeah, you're yeah. revealing. We, yeah. we are bringing the kingdom of God here on earth now. Little mm, snippets of it mm. to give you a taste of yeah. what it will be like.
0: Yeah, that's right. And he seems to be calling this this comment of the Pharisees blasphemy. In, in our context,
1: one <laughs> and again, it, this is the difficulty of of kind of the rich man entering the kingdom mm. of heaven. I mean that yeah. the Pharisees are rich in in knowledge of of the, the scriptures and everything yeah. and, and they just can't get around the mystery of kind of who Jesus really is no. when he shows up.
0: The irony is they're blind. Yeah. They can't see and what they say is wrong. They can't really speak. I mean the irony is that I mean he calls them blind guides. They're 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 actually in in the position that, that the people is healing are in. Worse right. off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm just really grateful that you come in, Adam. It's fantastic that you'd help us. And uh, I've I really enjoyed this conversation. I've enjoyed getting to know you as well. And uh, I hope that people uh, see you do this and, and want to kind of come on as well. And uh, I'm grateful that you'd be here. And uh, I'm not the only one. The, the Los Yetis are grateful that you're here um, which they've proved by, by singing for us this is it's one of those great mysteries of God we don't know when they will show up but it is nice to be endorsed by them it's the highest honour <laughs> thanks for being here well thank you very much <laughs> don't thank me <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: well this has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel thank you for listening so let us know if you want to come on and we'll see you all very soon. God bless.
1: Thanks. That's awesome. Really great conversation.